All right, what is going on, everybody? I am here with Matthew Clanton from Capital, and we just had a very quick, a uh, little bit impromptu conversation about his new mortgage company they opened up down in Charlotte. And this is also going to be the first episode of a new sub series I'm starting. I'm calling them Real Estate Talks. Real, Real Estate, Estate Talks with Tom, and obviously, same podcast, same platform. But yeah, and on with the show. Love is love. Love is love. I need no. A little out of breath. But uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Tea with Tom, and I am here with. Matt Clanton. Matt Clanton. Clanton? Clanton. From Gapital. Dude, so Gapital has been a. How do you describe it? Work in progress. We've been been trying to get it up and running for a while now, and it's a no, it's a mortgage company based out of Greenville, Greensboro. No, nope. Charlotte. Um, yeah. So Fuck. actually, right. <laughs> no, you're good, man. So Capital actually started with a friend of mine, Cody Stevens, out mm-hmm. in Southern California, um, and he's the CEO, and his mom, Tacy, is the COO. Uh, so Capital has actually branched off into multiple states from there. And I was a realtor in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, decided to move back to my home state here in North Carolina, uh, specifically Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And Cody and I just started talking one day, and he said, "How would you like to open up a brokerage?" And I said, "I was thinking the same thing. Let's do it." So after about a year-long fight with the state, here we are. <laughs> yeah. So what was it? Because it was. I mean, I know I know there's a lot of bureaucracy when it comes to opening up a financial institution, as I can. I'm probably going to guess and imagine, mm-hmm. but I just remember there was a lot of moving parts going around, right? Because it's different here than it would be in California. Yeah, I mean, I think every state has their own uh, rules and regulations and stuff. I don't know what it was specifically with North Carolina that caused the problem, mm-hmm. um, but man, I mean, it, it was one thing after another, and then, hey, one to three business days, three to five business days, uh, it was almost like uh, being on recruiting duty again with a carrot dangled in front of my face saying, mm-hmm. we're about there, we're about there, we're about there, it'll get better, it'll get better. Um, but, hey, we're licensed, we're ready to help people, and uh, we've actually been licensed since mid-May. So we're already rolling, helped a lot of <coughs> veterans already, and, uh, you know, not just working with veterans, but really specifically, that's my niche. Mm-hmm. You know, since I did all the time in the Marine Corps, and uh, that's just my people, man. Um, you were here in Lejeune as well. Did you do a tour here in Lejeune, or were you at Camp Pendleton? Um, well, I did. I did time at both. Okay. Uh, I did seven years here on Camp Lejeune. Okay. Uh, and I deployed to Fallujah with Second CV here a couple times, and then uh, went on recruiting duty, mm-hmm. and then out to Camp Pendleton and finished up out there. So. Cool. And when you got out, you were a realtor in Southern California. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was dual hatting. Uh, my last few years in the Marine Corps, I was a realtor at the same time, and it helped me establish my business out there because I was working shoulder to shoulder with Marines every day. Uh, very cool because it just allowed me the opportunity to be kind of in their ear and say, hey, let me teach you about your VA loan. Let mm-hmm. me teach you what you have at your disposal. Uh, it's a very powerful tool, as you know. You were yeah. you're here in Jacksonville, so you work with a lot of military. It's very important that these guys know exactly what their entitlement is. That they burned, right? Well, I think the VA loan is very interesting because when I first wanted to buy a house, um, actually, I think I didn't use a VA loan until I think like 
my third purchase. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was in the Marine Corps during that whole time. Now, albeit I was buying investment properties and such like that. But the VA loan, I feel like it. So it's not a one and done, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not a one and done. Um, it's 0% down, you know, and closing costs are easily can be wrapped up into the loan. So it's less cash out of pocket. Correct. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, it's they're negotiable, and, and as long as you have a realtor that knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. uh, they can potentially save you a lot of money. And then a lender too. I mean, it takes a team. Mm-hmm. It's not just one person. So, oh, yeah, uh, a good realtor and a, and a horrible lender can ruin the deal, or a great lender and a horrible realtor can ruin yeah. the deal. I mean, it, it works <laughs> both ways. So. No, no, and I get that. That's why I prefer using lenders over banks. Like, God. I mean, I'll say it because it's my show, but fuck Navy Fed, dude. And <clears throat> I forget what, who this other one is, but there are a couple of banks I just fucking hate working with. I mean, legitimately, mm-hmm. they just make everything harder. And I'm not going to get mad at them because I don't think it's their fault because they're not mortgage people. Maybe I'm just being a little bit, um, you know, high strung or a little bit. Mm-hmm. My patience has gone down because I'm used to working with lenders. So when I start getting like, Oh, we want to use Navy Fed because of a low rate. I'm like, cool. You get a like a little bit of lower rate sometimes, but will it close? And I think recently, no one quote me on this or do I don't care. Um, Navy Fed and banks haven't actually had the best rates yeah, recently. So really, the biggest thing that sets us apart from anybody else is we're a mortgage broker, mm-hmm. and just like anything else in the world, as a broker, we can shop multiple lenders for you, and that's a real benefit. And as a mortgage broker. I work for the client, right? Mm-hmm. If I go into a bank and I say, hey, can you send me to your loan expert? They're going to send me to one lady that sits in a little room. And by the way, she's not licensed like I am. She doesn't have to take the test like I do. She doesn't have to do anything that I do as far as credentials, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll they just, just give out hundreds that. of thousands of dollars to some That's kid. <laughs> so they, they, they put her in this office. They say, hey, give out loans. Uh, take loan applications, 1003s. And you're stuck with whatever terms they have. If their rules say that you got to stand on your head and spit with nickels, that's what you have to do. If you can't do it, you can't get it. With us, um, shopping different brokers or different lenders as a broker, um, maybe, you know, maybe PRMG has a 680 FICO score. Maybe another lender has a, a 640 FICO score. Maybe you know, other ones have lower rates. Mm-hmm. Some don't have that lower rates. Maybe some are uh, maybe you have some credit issues. Right? Yeah. Maybe I have a lender that has an overlay with very easy credit issues, right? So that I can say, okay, you know what? Maybe you're going to take a little bit of hit on your rate, mm-hmm. but I've got a lender here that's going to allow those late payments in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. They're not going to hold us to that. And getting into a house and closing with a slightly higher rate due to something like that and then building equity over the time that you wouldn't have had that house is a better deal than not having a house at all Mm-hmm. And not building that equity because you can always refi, especially mm-hmm. with the VA loan. Two hundred day, two hundred ten days from your first uh, payment due is when you can refi a VA loan. And refi, you mean like you just get a, like a lower rate, right? Yeah, it's a it's a refinance. It's called a VA Earl, mm-hmm. um, and it's very simple. It's a streamlined refi. We don't have to do any kind of uh, pulls to see if you're still working with the Marine Corps. If you're doing this, if you're doing that, what we do is we take your ID. Um, and we make sure that your credit score is still good, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's very quick and efficient. You get a lower rate. Your payment goes down in your house. I'm getting ready to help some people out in California do it. Um, I'm helping some people here in North Carolina do it. So mm-hmm. 
it's very efficient and uh, saves these guys a lot of money. Do you feel like since we only have like a limited amount of time, do you feel like a lot of Marines are, well, I guess military in general, are often very confused about the VA loan or have apprehension to using it? Because from my experience, when I was approaching, I was talking to a realtor and they're like, oh, well, you should use your VA loan. I was like, I'm not using my VA loan. I'm not. But it wasn't explained yeah. to me. It wasn't explained to me. So I was like, I'm going to pay the cash to buy this house. I'm not going to, I'm not going to use my VA loan because I know it, I'll let you speak, but like, I thought it was a one and done. I thought it was a, you know, you can only get this much mm-hmm. or I'll be honest. I didn't even understand it. I thought it was like something you only use for emergencies. Like, yeah. And that's a common misconception within the military, not just the Marine Corps, but, you know, services wide. I mean, it's, people think that one, either they don't even think about it because nobody talks about it mm-hmm. Two, they think I'm going to use my VA loan and that's it. Yeah. Um, I actually spoke with a couple that are in uh, Fargo right now and they're wanting to use their VA loan and it's been 27 years that they've been out and he was a Vietnam veteran or something and all this other stuff and he did all these years and he said, yeah, I've just never known about it. So I had to educate him on it and tell him, hey, look, you could have used it multiple times in these last years to help build you some wealth. Well, it almost sounds too good, doesn't it? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it, yeah. It, it almost sounds fake. Yeah, I mean, and, and the way that, in case anybody's wondering, the way that you restore your entitlement mm-hmm. is um, you can either sell the home and, and pay off that loan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or somebody can assume it. There's certain ways that you can do, you can do that and they can take over payments. Um, and then the other way is sometimes you don't have to do that at all. You can buy multiple properties under one VA loan as long as the limit allows it. So that's a little bit too advanced to talk about right now. Yeah. Um, but if anybody has any questions, they can definitely reach out to me. Yeah, and we'll have to definitely do more of these and go in depth. I just <clears throat> found it very interesting. The VA loan, everyone touts the VA loan in our circle. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, you know, because I'm assuming your circle is a lot like mine where it's, Real estate, but military-oriented yeah. real estate, which is a whole different ball game in general. And you know, everyone constantly touts the VA loan is this; it's zero percent down, blah blah blah. But I feel like people come off so wrong because the way they're pitching it, one sounds too good. Yeah. Two, let's be honest, it's coming from salesmen. Mm-hmm. It's coming from salesmen because that's—I mean, everyone's trying to sell something at the end of the day, whether it's themselves to a girl in the bar or mm-hmm. whether it's. Mm-hmm loans beer wine whiskey cars doesn't matter but i feel like the approach that we've been taking as an industry towards educating people at the va loan has been wrong and it has been not people aren't grasping what we're trying to communicate you know yeah i agree and and like you said it's salesmen and and the sad part about it is if us being veterans ourselves Mm -hmm. somebody says thank you for your service nine times out of ten veterans immediately just trust them mm-hmm. and that's a huge downfall in this industry because there's a lot of people that really don't have their best interest at hand oh no, no. um you know you get linked up with the wrong realtor you can lose a lot of money mm-hmm. you get linked up with the wrong lender you can definitely lose a lot of money um well and there's even veterans who pray on other veterans i mean that's yeah an issue i've seen as well which is horrible but yeah you know there are ones who will just take advantage of them or veteran will take advantage of an active duty person i mean yeah i mean it, it's because that trust is there, or mm-hmm. they, sh- they think it's there. So The perceived trust. Um, you know, I, I highly recommend people shop agents. I highly recommend people shop lenders. 
see who's got the best rate and terms, see mm-hmm. who's the most responsive. Uh, that's a huge thing in the real estate industry is just responsiveness. You know, if, if, if the lender or the agent isn't responsive and you have a house that's sitting on the market that's getting, you know, it's hot, it's getting a lot of offers, you can lose that very quickly. And that oh, yeah. might have been one of your only shots, especially in today's industry. I mean, these houses are moving, especially in a certain price range. So. Oh, I mean, yeah, houses are still... It almost baffles me how fast houses are still moving. And it's kind of crazy. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I've had a listing that was on the market for 90, 100 days before. Mm-hmm. But on average, uh, every single one of my listings, eight and a half to nine out of 10 within two weeks. Wow. Within two weeks to a month here, mm-hmm. it's gone under contract. Yeah. It's already in escrow. It's already moving its way towards the table. Yeah. So the time, I mean, that. Really, your window of opportunity is mm-hmm. very small. So, and that's where you need the responsiveness, yeah, right? You have to have it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it takes, like I said at the very beginning of this, it takes a team. Yeah. You know, the agent and the lender have to work together very well. And people, that's something that's kind of overlooked. They think that just anybody can work together and uh, make this happen. There's just too many hands in the cookie jar when it comes to a real estate transaction mm-hmm. that can slow it down or stop it or <laughs> break the jar, man. To be honest, and yeah. It's, so we have to uh, we have to really trust our team and, and know each other and, and you know always have the best interest of the the client at hand. I mean, I've turned down. I had a friend the other day that wanted to do a refi, uh, and then another one that wanted to purchase in California. I scoured everybody I could, and I said, you know what, man, this company right here, you've got a friend in that company. They're taking care of you really well. I'm happy for you. Have mm-hmm. a good day, man. Let me know if I can help you in the future. You yeah. know what I mean? It, because I had his best interest at hand, I could have spun some craziness. Oh I could yeah. Have said this is the this is the route you should go. You should put this money. You should do this. You should do this. It's going to be better for you in the future. Blah 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 blah. But really, he's only lived in the house ten years. Yeah. It wouldn't have been that much better for him. So instead of all that, hey, let me let me take care of your friends if they need them. Mm-hmm. Tell them about how I helped you narrow down your options and make the best one for you. And that's it, man. It's not. I always post if you ever look at my Instagram. It's uh, at the underscore Matthew underscore Clanton. Mm-hmm. You can find all my posts at the very bottom. It says relationships, and then it has a line. And it says transactions, relationships over transactions. Mm-hmm. I preach it because I mean it. And if your business isn't structured that way, I said it the other day, if your business isn't structured that way, you're probably going to fail. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way, too. I think that's the reason why my marketing, the way I do it, is I don't like doing the hard sales or the hard ask or write hooks as they call them and stuff like that um just because for me i want someone to feel like they know me and plus i want someone to like me mm-hmm. before they even hit me up or contact me because i mean if i just i don't say meet joe schmo and you know i love helping out people and making new friends dude i mean a lot of people i hang out with were just strangers and i met them at like an open house yeah, where they yeah. came into my office now like we hang out all the yeah, time and i love them but I think that's the reason why I do my marketing the way I do is because I just want people to know who I am, what they're getting into, that I'm a little bit of a, I guess, a different person than most mm-hmm. in a certain degree. However, not like trying to like say, but I know that like a fucking whatever's going on up here is a little bit different than <laughs> than most people when they when they picture a yeah. realtor, what's supposed to be, well, you know, I mean, professionalism, you, you gotta know? be yourself, man. Yeah. You know, I mean... You're you're genuine and, and people appreciate that. Mm. So there's no uh, smoke and mirrors. You know? No, I mean what you see is what you get. If, if someone doesn't like it, then 
I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. You don't like what you see, that's fine. Yeah, cool. You know, there. I don't have to convince you halfway through the transaction that I'm a good person, that I have your best interest. Yeah. Because if I'm spending my energy trying to convince you, then maybe we shouldn't have been working together in the first place at all. Yeah. You I know, agree. I mean, it could be fault on mine, fault on the, either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you were saying, you, the relationship portion mm-hmm. is so much more important. Because yeah. not, I mean, business aspect, you know, everyone wants to repeat business. Referral business is the best business anyone can get. Mm. But just getting to know the person makes it so much easier. You don't have to agree on things, but just knowing who they are and like you were saying, you know, the relationship over the transaction. That's it. That's that's what it has to be at the end of the day. Yeah. That's, if you focus on that, your business is going to thrive. So, yeah. And that's it. I, I look at everybody I talk to. I always have a, a nice conversation with them, at least up front. That way I can get to know a little bit about them because if I feel like I understand and grasp them and their goals, mm-hmm. I can really make sure that they're getting what's best for them. And I'll tell them, just like I told my friend the other day, He's a guy in California, he's a retired Marine. I told him, look, you know, just like I told you before, I, it's not the best option for you, man. I mean, you, you've you got a pretty good package there. Let's roll with it, dude. Yeah. You know, and, and no harm, no foul. I, I didn't, there's, I don't think differently of them. I don't think differently of anybody. They make an educated decision. I help them narrow down those decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. I'm, you know, I'm a consultant, I'm an advisor. I, I do these things for people. So, um, that's what we pride ourselves on, man, mm-hmm. and taking care of people the best way possible. Yeah, and it's the whole relationship aspect. Like you were saying, you weren't trying to spin it. You weren't trying mm-hmm. to put out. And I've had listings, and I've had clients taken from me by other agents. And I'm not saying anything bad about them, but I know that person was probably a lot better talker than I am because mm-hmm. I talk over myself. I talk over myself. I stumble over my words, whatever. But then at the end of the transaction, or somewhere near the end, I'll always someone will always hit me up near the end mm-hmm. near the end i'll always get hit be like oh hey uh, where is this for this client or i've had another agent call me before and been like hey so aren't you the one who's selling the home for blah 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 and i was like no they said they were gonna listen to another agent and then i you know i was like no it wasn't me but now i'm realizing that the agent that who talked them into not using me is now all of a sudden not communicating with them yeah and i'm like you know what not that I feel bad, not or not that I feel happy about that or anything. I feel bad for them. But it's like, okay, so this person was a better talker, but who was a better communicator? Obviously not your agent if other parties still think mm-hmm. that I'm the one working with you. Yeah, it'll all come to light, man. Yeah. Well, people will always figure out who's really in it for them. So. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about Capital, man. We're a family of people who truly care about who we're helping. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that about Cody, the owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I met him, I was, like I said, I was, a, I was a realtor in Southern California. I still am. And the first deal I ever sent them was the last time I ever sent another deal to somebody else. Mm-hmm. After that point, I never sent another deal to a different lender. Mm-hmm. Um, I stuck with them because the process was seamless. Mm-hmm. The communication was on point. I could tell that they cared. Uh, and those things really go a long way, man. And and as a as a realtor speaking, instead of a lender now, taking mm-hmm. off my lender hat, putting on my realtor hat, as a realtor, that means a lot. To have a lender that you can trust on and, and lean on in times where things get hairy or, or a deal's falling apart or something's great, crazy happening, um, to have a lender that's responsive, to have a lender that you can call at any time of day and say, hey, Tacey, hey, Cody, hey, Matt, hey, Jen, hey, Kristen, hey, whatever, uh, 
well, you've got a problem. Like, we need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I got it. Don't even worry about it. Well, and that's the best part, too. I forget. I'm not going to name names, to be honest. Honestly, if I can't remember your name. But I had a transaction where something was going fucky with the uh, the loan. They couldn't get it together. And they were like, they didn't tell me until way later that I've been doing all this work with this person, doing all this stuff. And so I literally had to push the closing off a little bit and find a new lender and basically restart the whole process. Mm-hmm. When they knew two weeks prior, they weren't able to actually get him qualified and we couldn't go through with the loan. Mm-hmm. So that lack of community, and I understand that. I mean, I think they were just trying to like do their best and trying to impress me and be like, you know, yeah. trying to, rem- but I was like, yo, it's not whether you can approve them or not. It's whether it's like, like you were saying, the communication tell me immediately as soon as like something's weird's going on and we need to find someone else and work through it you know yeah so expectations management mm-hmm. and a lot of things when i tell people this it's it goes just like this mm-hmm. any lender can pre-approve you yeah. any lender can close a loan mm-hmm. that is not anything special that's not what makes capital special that's not what makes anybody special that's that should be expected yeah just like your realtor should call you just like your realtor should negotiate just like yeah. all these things should happen a good lender mm-hmm. provides damage control immediately and and constant throughout the whole thing yeah. and they communicate well up front about what can happen that's what mm-hmm. i do with my clients i try to tell them hey look Here's some of the things that we could encounter throughout the process. And this helps you as a realtor a lot mm. because whenever you call the client and you say, hey, uh, you know, this is going on, blah, blah, blah. They say, hey, Matt already talked to me about that. He told me that this could happen and this is the avenues that we could take if this happens. So we're already prepared. We already thought about it. We're going to choose this option. Yeah. Boom. Now nobody's upset. Nobody's freaking out on you, mm-hmm. calling you in the middle of the night. They're not calling me in the middle of the night. We can handle it like adults. And we can get through it. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that's really what the, the whole goal is. So a good lender can pre-approve you and close deals. That's great. A great lender can make the project, make the process, you know, and the experience more pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we have a minute, I just how are you doing to, on I, time? I, we're, we're, I mean, we're on your time, so we got, we got a couple of minutes. But mm-hmm. one of the biggest things I want to tell people is right now we're dealing with something that's unprecedented in the lending industry, right? In the mm-hmm. mortgage industry, and that's due to COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID is the monkey wrench that got thrown into the system. And here's why. A lot of people don't understand why this this virus or whatever can cause yeah. chaos in the real estate industry. Let me help you understand this. So as COVID came out, people started losing jobs at a cyclic rate, right? Mm-hmm. Because they started getting sick or they started layoffs. They started closing plants. They started doing all that stuff. Well, with those layoffs and, and all that stuff that happened, we had this thing come out come about called forbearance forbearance allowed people to put off their payments and all this Mm -hmm. and the other now at first we thought that that was going to mean crazy numbers and foreclosures coming up in the next few months um they did a really good job of damage damage controlling that and coming out with programs that allow people to pay them back you Mm -hmm. know over time and this that and other and that's that's great because that helped uh keep these these uh foreclosures from happening because those were going to come whenever forbearance first came out as soon as forbearance was over, you were going to have to make all the payments you missed on that month. Yeah. That was going to be a nightmare because if you didn't have a job to pay one, you didn't have a job to pay five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So in the mortgage industry, though, with these lenders, these hedge funds, these big, you know, these lenders, 
what happened was it threw it threw them into a tailspin. They said, well, these people aren't going to have the money to pay these bills. They're not going to pay their mortgages. They're, we need to tighten up our restrictions, which are called overlays. They're rules. Mm-hmm. Now, if we can tighten up these overlays and make the process of getting a home loan more strict, we can protect the real estate industry because we don't want to have happen what happened in 08, right? Mm-hmm. 07, 08. So what they did was they, they put out these overlays, these rules, and it made it much more difficult and, and stricter on getting a home loan. Well, in doing so, at the same time, rates dropped because the, yeah. you know the feds dropped the rates and everything, and, and everything kind of happened all at once. Well, when the rates went down so far, mm-hmm. we had an influx of refinances to a, to an insane level. I'm talking to the point to where it threw the mortgage industry into a tailspin. They didn't have the personnel. They didn't have the time really to do all these. So. If one, if one problem happens, and that is we have too much business for the people, well, now we run into another problem is now we're hiring all these people that don't know what they're doing. So now we have to deal with this, and we have to hire and train all these people too. Mm-hmm. So now we're taking away from the people we do have to work on these to train these people. Yeah. So what it's done is it's called it's, – it's like pushing too much water through a pipe. It's just not happening. It's very slow. So if you're dealing with um, late closings, if you're dealing with – uh, some issues on that end with the lenders or your agents and, and your agent keeps telling you, hey, we're, we're pushed back a couple of days on closing. Just it's important for people to understand what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Um, you know, the real estate industry doesn't look the same as it did six, seven, eight months ago, a year ago. No, it changed uh, almost overnight. It again. did. So be patient with your lenders. Be patient with your realtors mm-hmm. um, and understand that we're going to come out of this even stronger. Mm-hmm. And we're learning a lot of things through this that we didn't know before. And there's some really good things coming from it. And I'm not saying that in the light of uh, I understand this is a serious issue and I feel for everybody who's lost loved ones. Um, but, you know, there, there are positives and negatives to everything. So oh, yeah. uh, I think we're going to we're going to come out of this strong and the, the real estate industry is going to lead the way back to the top. Yeah. No, I agree with all that. Yeah. Well, uh, we're on kind of a time limit today, right? Yes, sir. So, all right. Well, that was Matt Clanton with Gapital. So how can they find out more about you or put in your plugs, whatever, website, <laughs> yeah, Instagram, plug Facebook. Time. Dude, I don't, so, uh, no phone number, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So check this out, Gapital.com. Gapital with a G, not a C. Um, we're bridging the gap, okay? Gapital, that's Got how it. you can remember that. Um, gapital.com you can go to edu if you're an agent you can go to edu.gapital.com and Mm -hmm. we have stuff on there to help you build your business because we love our clients we love our people that we lend to but at the same time we love our agents Mm -hmm. and we want to help you guys close more deals Um, you can find me like I said at at, uh, the underscore Matthew underscore Clanton and uh, Matthew Clanton on Facebook and how do you yeah. spell Clanton? C-L-A-N-T-O-N. Not, right. not to be confused with the Clintons. Not to be confused with the Clintons, yeah. all right. I don't well. have anything on them, so just let me get that out there. Yeah, and that means I'm safe, too. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, I appreciate your time, man. Thank yeah, man. you so much I appreciate you doing this last minute. Last minute? I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll have to do another one again if you're either up here or shit. Dude, we should do like a Zoom one. Like yeah, a Zoom could. one where we could do like longer we could, Back and, and, forth, and I'm you know? probably going to be out here just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we are planning. This was kind of an impromptu trip up today. Mm-hmm. Um, we just literally decided this morning to come here. Okay. So uh, probably in the next week or two, plan a trip back, and we're going to stay for a couple of days. That way we can really get in and, and uh, network in the market out here and, 
and do yeah, some dude. work. So. Of course, man. Let me know. Well, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right, thanks. Love is love. Love is love. Adios.